Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and Rob, the old guy. The old guy is here, yes. And Ryan Preston may decide to show up. It depends if he just gets off whatever case he's on at the moment. (laughs) So one of the interesting things happens in... uh, I follow our local sheriff on the Facebook page and our, our local sheriff, our local sheriff department posted a, we're looking for these people and they had masks on. Which no, is, one of the photos actually showed his face because I looked at that same like, thing. Which one? Is it the one with the guys that were stealing shit at the doorbell? Apparently they stole a vehicle at Lotus Park. Oh, okay. And inside the uh, park was the person's ID and credit cards and all that. So they went on a shopping spree with the guy's credit cards. I just find it funny. And not funny that they stole stuff, but now they're like, we can't identify these people because they're wearing masks. Yeah, this is probably the best time in history for anybody doing anything nefarious because everybody's supposed to wear a mask. You know, I was over at one of the local uh, banks and I was... Driving up to one of the ATMs and I had my window down. I heard one of the guys coming out of the bank and he goes, this is the weirdest thing to go into a bank with a mask on. So when I went into the bank and I, t- I said that, the guy says, you know how many times a day I hear that now? It's not, oh, yeah. it's I not guarantee funny it. anymore. I guarantee it. But, <laughs> it's so, not funny anymore. Sorry. I just, no. So, But I've seen the sheriff post a lot of things of help identify this person, mask or no mask. So it's not uncommon for the sheriff to be posting something and saying, hey, can you help identify this? I mean, it's just yeah. funny now that you can't. There's like, well, I was going to say you can't see him. But for some reason, all security cameras look like they're back in the 1980s. Especially my thinking is, I mean, I'm pretty sure fingerprinting still works. Fingerprinting's really hard. Like, I, it's probably not even worth worth the cost of entry, honestly, unless it's over a certain amount. Well, in California, like, it's a high certain amount now. Well, I'm assuming, it, you know, like, say if you have, like, uh, a split window Corvette. It's like a certain year they only they only did it. It's probably only one worth, year. Yeah. It's only one year. It might be worth them dusting for prints to see, okay, this car that's possibly worth $100,000. I'm talking about the front windshield? No, it's a, it's a rear window split. It's a split oh, okay, window coupe. Okay. okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. one year Mustang coupe. So I think it, it's 63. I'd have to so, you know, that's the only thing I could... I, I could see them doing it because otherwise in the state of California with a $950 uh, minimum to be a felon as far as stealing. Yeah. So let's talk about a, a, the major dumbass on the news recently. So <laughs> I hope he's a major. Boy, that opened up the door. I almost oh. stepped right into it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Remember we were talking about Sturgis last week? Yeah, yeah. So guess who showed up to protest? Oh, Antifa. Antifa Antifa showed up. With a bunch of bikers. And uh, the police had to rescue one of the protesters (laughs) because he decided to kick a bike as it was going by. Whoa. Yeah. That's not going to work out. So this happened on Sunday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Guess what happened on Saturday? (laughs) I don't know. The... Hell's Angels and the Mongols got into it, and oh, one Lord. of them got killed. Oh, no. So. Wait, wait, wait. In to, they, they got in a fight together, or they got in a fight with Antifa? No, they got, they got in a fight, fight together. Them. Okay. Um, they're but, always going to fight each but other. But they're. It's not so, yeah. Obviously, they're riled up, and you decide to kick a bike in the middle of. 
of Sturgis. Nobody said Antifa was really good and, at picking. And if you uh, look, the, the guy is in the middle of the street, <laughs> surrounded by bikers. Well, there's... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jesus. Have, have that may not have been the best place, you think, to go and go ahead. Let's, let's go protest there at Sturgis. <laughs> I, when, when, I, when I heard that, when I heard that was going to happen, when Antifa and the oh, Black Lives Matters guys were going to go over there, I'm like, this is not going to go well for one group of people. And I have a feeling I know which people it's not going to go for, for well for. <laughs> You're going to a rally for what is known for kind of being a lawless rally with a bunch of one percenter motorcycle like real guys who are like real bad guys if there if there is such a thing versus right you it's, know it's just not like me riding my harley yeah. they're a little bit they're a little bit more extreme i just yeah. i mean in their defense i mean there it, it wasn't it wasn't the f- normal size sturgis no event i it mean it was like only half going, of that so it was only right. it was only a quarter of a million bikers but this is <laughs> that's all but this has got to be worse this is this is like the true this is, die yeah, this is the these true are, one percenters yeah. that showed up <laughs> these are the guys that'll kick your ass for looking at their their bike the wrong way yeah i mean the mongols and the hell's angels were both in you know enough to where they felt comfortable fighting each other <laughs> oh this is you know i mean they were in that big of a density and you decide well this is they they have less law enforcement there because usually what they do is they borrow that's right they they uh law enforcement from other agencies around the country actually yep. come together all and, over south dakota and matter of fact from other states yeah and, yeah. Help. and they basically a lot of them said no and so not only do you have the hardcore of the hardcore making it to Sturges, you have limited law enforcement and, 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 a, and a rally well, that's known for being a little violent. Thankfully for this guy, there was enough law enforcement to save his ass because they surrounded him, pinned him down and dragged him out of the crowd. So, well, you know what they so were, I want to know what the rest of the protesters did at that point. Uh, they, they probably they shit kind of, themselves and ran. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> well, so you, you know what the cops were doing, right? The, the cops, the, the cops like, hey, Bob. Watch this. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck. Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's go save them. You know, because you know they're like, okay, we're just gonna watch this for a while. And actually, if you watch the video, the guy that they pinned is actually pretty big. He was about a f- half a foot taller than all the officers that were holding him down. But I'm sure he, once he realized the situation he was in, he probably was like, uh, you know what, guys, I'm not going to fight you. Let's go. Let's get for, out of here. For once, Antifa was thankful for the local constabulary. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, I read the article on the whole Mongol and Hell's Angels one, and it seemed like it was a brutal one. They One of them, I, they didn't say if it was a Mongol or a Hell's Angel, but one of them got stabbed straight in the heart. Dead this, right away. The other, there was like three other wounded and officers wounded. Uh, they not, they arrested one guy for actually pulling a firearm in the midst of the fight. No, it was a mess. Is is there a video of the the Antifa guy getting hurt? Uh, there's just the officers pinning him down and taking him out. But um, it's it's a pretty short clip. Okay, because yeah, I the saw guy's pretty big. It, when they pick him up. You'll see him like pretty tall over the officers. Well, yeah, because there's like one guy versus like ten cops. Yeah, but even still, I would be. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be dumb enough to go to Sturgis and pr- try to protest bikers. I do have. I do have <laughs> one question though. Why was the guy fighting the cops? Because you think, okay, you've got a bunch of bikers who are carrying guns, 
knives, chains, who, oh, everything chains, you can who, think of. Who, yeah. who are Flat legitimate jacks. one percenters. Hey, you know, they just don't like each other and, you know, they're, they're, they're misunderstood. And so they just have to you know, you, you, settle things the way they, they, so, they need to settle things, which is usually with violence. And I just... I, I, what it is. I was expecting this. In all honesty, it's been pretty quiet because I haven't, because I was expecting to hear Antifa member dies today at the hands of a, you know, I was expecting Hell's Angels to really do damage. So I'm really impressed. You can kind of see the guy right there being led by the cops. He's pretty tall. He's a big guy. <laughs> but I still wouldn't want to be taking on any of the Hell's Angels at that size either. No. I mean, I, I well, would he's say. one guy. It's, well, it's, Hell's Angels. The rest of the Antifa people. They all split when this took place. I'm I sure. would have. I would have. I would have gone in the first place. You want to protest what? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you, no, no. It would have been. You want to protest where? <laughs> During, Not so much what. No, it's where. It's it's. Wait. You want to protest where? It's location, location, location. It's, location. It's, you want to protest where and when? Yeah. No, 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 uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. You go to Sturgis anytime <laughs> that there isn't a motorcycle rally going on for that week, and maybe protest and get it, away with it. Exactly, but why in the hell would you protest? So um, apparently, Ryan has a new coroner that he's in a meeting with. Oh, okay. <laughs> As, um, ha- also, have either of you guys ever flown in a seven forty seven? I think no. once. Okay, so not the version I wanted. I wanted always wanted to be in the one with the bar. Yeah, I've had an opportunity throughout the years to fly in a seven forty seven, and uh, they're still being made, but they're going to be retired. Boom. Uh, well, they're only be because they're a four engine, and we don't need four engines anymore. Two engines can do the same job, but four engines. But that's another story. I just want the bar. But a recently retired Boeing 747, you know how they update the navigational systems and everything on 747s to this day? On a 3.5-inch floppy disk. Wait, what? How do they find a floppy disk? <laughs> do they just have a, a right? So. 747 still use a 3.5-inch floppy disk to load updated navigational databases. I, I, I do have one question. What, the, the software, what is the update in? Machine code? I, I guess. I mean, because... I can't believe this. So this particular point, 747 has been retired, and it's now part of a tour with the uh, virtual hacking conference that's going on right now. But, they, but, you know, since it's not connected to the internet, you can't hack a 747. Well, I mean, that's you true. you it with the floppy disks. But you're, uh, you're limited to 1.44 megabytes. So is this like Windows 95 being on, like, 20-something diskettes? I'm kind of curious about this. Yeah. I. How long does it actually take to get that update? Well, you know, part of, part of the issue, I guess, with the whole airplane thing is that their, their GUI interface is completely different than a computer interface, and it probably doesn't take as much processing power. Uh, let me see if it's, it talks about it anymore. Uh, it was a British Airways. It's just a, just one particular aircraft. Uh, That's use calculation heavy, but graphics low software that aids with flight mechanics. So we talking about like a Commodore sixty four? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, what's the so pen test partners discovered a three point five inch floppy disk drive in the cockpit, which is used <laughs> to load important navigational databases. Oh, I mean, what's well, the I'm just 40, saying. Forty years ago, that was you know, high tech 
technology? Oh, it was. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, um, I, just, I know. But it's I'm like, just, uh, just. What's, I don't know. What's the processing power? That's the only thing I want to know. Is what's the processing power of the plane? So we, as we get into it a little bit more, I mean, this is one particular part of the software that the aircraft uses. It wasn't all, uh, you know, the whole thing. That it's just this one particular database area which which it said it was calculation heavy but graphics low software to aid in the flight mechanics so whatever flight mechanics are that's what it was aiding in <laughs> and, and i think hope that's it, how they keep them yeah probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've actually seen that in person it's like oh your that the your disc is on the fridge you know, it's amazing that they, they didn't even update to like CD, CDs or anything. I it mean, would be it was, the old school CD uh, CD ROM. You had to have the case so you could put it into the DVD right. dri- CD that's drive. Right. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, that's, I just thought that was kind of well, funny. Well, I'm thinking, okay, you can still use higher processors with floppy disk technology. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's what I'm kind of thinking, like uh, with John asking, you know, what's the processing power and what's that? I'm assuming that they're just keeping part of the software well, on floppy disk and updating everything else. Well, there's, there's a couple of issues actually. It, it more has to do with whatever operating system. And I'm assuming the operating system Linux. is not, I'm assuming it's, it's a system on a chip would be my guess versus uh like a physical hard like a, a physical hard disk or etc um at least for the, the media operating system but the, the problem comes the fact is does it have the drivers to actually run the floppy disk more more than anything you want an interesting comment it's uh i was reading comments and it says one of the most interesting uh comments was from a visually impaired reader who said that the analog sounds of a disk helps them know it's being activated <laughs> And that the ultimate thing about legacy technology is it's still useful to someone. And you'll probably be surprised by who that is. The U.S. The, government. The airplane you're in. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're being discontinued anyway. So I thought, I thought I'd share that. For all those of you that are in the air right now flying on a 747, just think that part of what's going on is still on a floppy disk. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, that's it. <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, update on Mr. Martin, who is supposed to be in jail. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He is self-exiled himself to finish his book. Oh, J.R.R. Not J.R. Uh, 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 George Martin. Yes, George. You say Mr. Martin. I'm trying to remember his name. He was the guy who George made... George R.R. Martin. Yes. Uh, Game of Thrones guy. So he actually <clears throat> put out a thing of his, uh, of his life now. This is his life. Every morning I wake up and go straight to the computer where my minion brings me coffee. I am utterly useless and incoherent without my morning coffee and juice and sometimes a light breakfast. Then I start to write. Sometimes I stay out until dark. Other days I break off in late afternoon to answer emails or urgent phone calls. My assistant brings me food and drink from time to time. When I finally break off for the day, usually around sunset, there's dinner. Then we watch television or screen a movie. The Wi-Fi sucks up on the mountain, though, so the choices are limited. Some nights I read, I sleep. The next day I wake up and do the same. The next day, the next day, and the next day. 
Oh, poor baby. What does, is what does is he really, have a, I, Does he have a a, a bunkie? <laughs> what, <laughs> by himself like, in that what, room? what is he? I mean, what he's really trying to do is hide out from all those Me Too violations. Well, it sounds like he's happy with being there. So, all right. I'm just like you. This is what you were supposed to have been doing for the past ten years. Yeah. Writing a book that you know everybody knows the ending to now. Yeah, I, I I'm like, oh, poor baby. And, you know, I honestly don't blame him for having his party time after he sold everything to HBO. I mean, for how long he was writing the books and they took off and the fact that he was an author beforehand, not a very successful one, honestly. Well, if it takes you 20 years to write a book. But his books finally took off. He went out and had his party time. But everybody's been asking him to finish the damn series. So... He promised it, he promised it, he promised it, he promised it, and now he's finally doing it and he's bitching about it because he can't go out and party and have sex with women who really don't want to touch him because he's an ugly, 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 ugly man. I would say far as his books not being very popular during his lifetime, I think the same thing happened to Tolkien. Yep. I don't think it was till later on in his life true. that it that it got that it actually became popular because I've heard anecdotes where he'd start reading his stories and his party guests would be oh god not one of his books again. Yeah, um, you know <clears throat> so that's that's not uncommon. It, it's not uncommon, but you know I I just gotta say so. <clears throat> what are we in twenty twenty? <gasps> his last book. Okay, I'll, I'll give him a break. So it was nine years ago. His last book was released. And it took him six years to write it. But, you know, it, it took off. It, I, I'm not sure how much he's worth now, but it's quite a few millions. When you had to write that many sex scenes <clears throat> but, in a book, it probably takes a while. No, that's probably the fastest part for him. <laughs> only if it was only. I'm not if, sure if that's an insult, but I'll take it as <laughs> one. That's hilarious. Yeah. Say, um, only if there were rape scenes. Uh, there were some. Um, but I mean, I'm probably the only I, I person on the planet that hasn't. Seen I, I just, Trump. I don't blame the guy for going out and having a great time. But when you promise something, as far as I'm concerned, you do it. So, but him with that whole spiel of, you know, yeah, he's an ugly man. He's not a pretty man. He's a troll. Um, actually, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. So do you remember Outer Limits? Of course. So their pilot episode was actually a sci-fi story written by him. Oh. Yeah, I went and I rewatched some of the Outer Limits, and it was a short story based on George Martin. It was all about aliens <laughs> which, and things like that. Which but Outer Limits? The, the original. From the 60s. Yeah, what happened for the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think I, so. Wait, let me think. No, I think it might have been the, the, 90s. Re, the 90s one. Oh, but the, re, the reboot. Anyways, yeah, the reboot. All right. But anyways, it was still, I mean, sure, it wasn't that great of a story, honestly. But um, I was just thinking, you know, like, he was unsuccessful for a long time. And then his books become popular. They get out there. And I don't blame him for taking the money and having a great time. But hey, when I, you got something I unfinished... Never... You know what? If you've been successful and you've earned your money, good for you. As far have, as I'm concerned, he did no earn his money. Yeah. He's written a lot. So he has written a lot of short stories, novelettes. And you don't um, have to like the person stories. either. But oh, I don't him. like him at all. No, but he's I an mean, asshole from what everything I've seen. I, Even the um, 
even the behind the scenes things where you're sitting there and listening to him talk, you're like, man, I don't like you. But I mean, his stories are really good. I read his book. I read his books. I mean, watched I the can, series. He probably had a <clears throat> real bad childhood. <laughs> I mean, his his mom. Had that's it. what everybody blames it on. I mean, we yeah. can go Freud on this thing and tell him, you know, this. Well, his, his, mother, his, his mom had to tie a stake. His mom had to tie a stake around his neck <laughs> to get the family dog to play with him. Maybe yeah. so. Anyways, but I just saw the thing of him just being like, oh, this is my life now. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people who are basically quarantined <laughs> that, that are being forced to do that. And they would probably love to have some servant come and feed them breakfast. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot like prison. It does. But from his description. So I, mean, I, I, I think that's what he's trying to make it out to be uh, like. I self-jailed myself yeah, yeah, for you yeah. people. There you go. <laughs> I am sacrificing so much for you. Look what I'm doing. And I can, I can kind of see being uh, kind of a jackass when it comes to your material. Because, you know, as HBO or any place, especially when you have a producer and a showrunner and all that, and you have people uh, who answer to to. to they answer to they're always wanting to tweak things and change things so i can see being hey i want this to be true to my vision you know even though that that doesn't always transfer um the, the famous one was christopher tolkien pretty much died hating peter jackson absolutely loathed peter jackson because of what he did to his father's stories uh, yeah well you know. whine and cry you got paid for it you know, it's got to be turned. Somebody's got to turn it into a movie script. Well, his dad sold the rights allegedly in the <clears throat> '60s, and it was an interesting. It was it was a pretty good deal that they got. He actually, it was some. They had, I think he had to sue in order to get the money that was owed to him. But I, I, I can see being a dick just because, you know, you got to if nobody nobody's going to fight for you, and you know. And he, so did you know the Department of Defense has approved the establishment of an unidentified aerial phenomena task force? Is it stationed in Roswell? So, you know, it used to be Project Blue Book, right? Yeah. And yeah, then the okay. Air Force said, no, we didn't have it. And then they finally said, yeah, we did have it. Now they have literally uh, approved an unidentified aerial phenomena task force, or UAP or UAPTF, depending on what you want. Okay, so it says here that uh, the task force will investigate unidentified aerial phenomena that could threaten U.S. national security. Well, I, as far as I know, that's been around for a while. They just haven't really... Yeah, they didn't really make it official, and now they've come out front because so much of this stuff is leaked out now. That doesn't necessarily and... mean aliens, though. Well, it's... What, uh, well, no, they, well, they, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Here, true. Here's here's my unidentified cons- aerial phenomena doesn't say aliens. Here's my conspiracy theory, and it's and it could be Russians. I was going to say because if you look at the SR seventy one back when it was being Weather made balloons. in the fifties and sixties, it was there was nothing like the SR seventy one period world around the world. So when people saw this this thing moving fast, everybody thought it was a UFO, so, and it just happened to be. So explain Battle of Los Angeles. Michelle Rodriguez. So uh, the mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat <gasps> to U.S. national security. Okay, but uh, well, um, so this tracks I, I with the June heard Senate. of report. any room. <clears throat> Are we going with UAPs now? 
I guess. It okay. can't be UFO. We got to change so, it. So um, UAPs, yeah. I haven't heard of really any UAPs recently other than what the Arizona lights well, uh, they're talking those, about the most recently. Those, there's been a number of uh, <clears throat> fighter jet videos that have come oh, okay, out. Okay, those. Okay. There's been a whole group of them. But those aren't recent, though. Oh, well, they're as recent as they're going to release. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so because I, I know that a retired uh, fighter Jock, shall we say, has has mentioned the fact that uh, there's there's more more than what we're knowing about. Oh, there. I guarantee there's so. a lot that I mean, <clears throat> you're, I don't I don't know. I've seen I've seen a lot of the videos. I've seen the homemade ones that people are like, oh look, with their cell phone camera things, you know, and then you see the ones where you know it's the fighter jets, and you also can have interviews with the fighter pilots. Uh, American and European ones, I've heard the interviews yes. of both. The Russian yep. ones, I've heard the all of them. There's a lot of shit we don't know about. Mm-hmm. So, could it be something from space? Yeah. Could it be something that we just don't know about? Sure. But- I'm I'm more geared to believe it's a piece of technology, and they're using this just as an just as an excuse. So when people see so strange mean, things, you mean the the Nazis coming out of Antarctica? Exactly. Or, so Arctic? anyway, yeah, I, mean, or I think the I idea is, I read this article more, is the fact that they're trying to make sure that it isn't Chinese or Russian uh, technology that we don't know about. Well, the Chinese did get a lot of blueprints from our, our stuff, so they could they could reverse they're engineer very good and at, do other they're things They're very within. good at doing that, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that, you know, because they have hypersonic technology now, and there's a lot of stuff that they've had under the wraps for years that you, that's only now starting to leak out. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a, an excuse to keep a tighter watch on our, you know, our known enemies. No, I, I don't know. I got to kind of call it something. Cause now we have the space force too, right? Yeah. And they have a snazzy logo that looks exactly like the Starfleets. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool myself. <laughs> you got to do it. Let's do it. Let's copy them. So what branch of the service did you retire from? I was in the Space Force. That's, that's, that's their logo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I highly doubt you're going to get the Commander Riker-looking guys. You're going to get the guys with the high foreheads and lab coats who have, you know. They, they still don't allow beards. No, they, they, they've got the, the. They'd have to look like James. The French tickler. <laughs> have a beard? No, you don't. That's my point. <laughs> to be in the space I mean, you know. Clean so they shaven. look like data? Like data. <laughs> Fascinating. Um. Huh. <laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> Trying to find some nice segues. <laughs> yeah, I kind of ran out of mine. I did have you one, know, but it wasn't one I you know, really want to so get the into. The problem with the day is that we've got the Democratic National oh. Convention going on as we speak, I believe. And it's, you know, it's all them all the time. And well, that's, I mean, been, that's, been a, that's been a farce since the 70s. The, you know, the, 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 the committees haven't really been any use in a long time. They're actually it's wondering. It's a good excuse for balloon manufacturers. Well, they're, I mean, they're actually wondering if this is going to be the year that point. kills, if this is going to be the kills the, the DNC and the RNC conventions, because reality is they don't really hold any, there's no purpose to them anymore. Not like there used to be. No. I think so many things are going to change in this world because the fact is that 
with this with COVID going on and the change of, on how we have to do day to day to day life, let alone what's happening with schools, conventions, sports, uh, all of that, everything's changing, and I think there's going to be a change in the way we do things for many years going forward. I don't think we're going to go back to the old normal. I think it's going to be a new normal with changes. And Jonathan, to answer to your question on, on that, I think it's going to be interesting to see how effective they're going to be when you don't have crazy nut jobs waving flags and screaming every time you say, down with, put your person's name that you don't like, the, and I, you know, I'm going to do better. So I have a kind of an example, and this is, it is, but it isn't the same. Professional wrestling is very crowd-oriented as um, far as the fact that professional wrestlers read the crowd and they act on it. So there's been a hell of a lot of wrestling without the crowds, and it's awful. I got another one for you. Bull riding. Okay, so I watch, <laughs> I watch PBR, and it's the same kind of thing. The bulls react to the people cheering and shouting. The riders react to the people shouting. <laughs> and the whole atmosphere is completely different. So much fun to be there. Without, without people. And, and I think a lot of sports is finding the same thing. I think basketball is going to find that out because it's, again, a sport that is very reactive to what the crowd's doing. Uh, NASCAR, I think, has been very successful with still running races because who the hell cares if there's a person in the stands or We're not? Going to drink dri- either way. The, the drivers are honest. They say, you know what? We don't even we don't they don't know. see them. I don't, they don't think we don't they see, see them. them. We don't hear them. So and and they're so far away. Depending <clears throat> on what track they're on, right. that the stands there's some are circle uh, oval tracks. Some aren't. No. I know. So the, there's the the the, the bandstands. The NASCAR's are good. Yeah. So, uh, football's going to be another one. I think it's going to be really effective. We're already uh, affected by it because it it people screaming and well, shouting. Same with basketball. I mean, with their bubbles. Well, that's what we were talking about. Basketball yeah. and baseball. Baseball. I actually yeah. I like what some teams are doing that I think is cool. Is you can actually pay, and I don't know how much it is to have. Um, like a like a cutout, a cardboard cutout behind there, and yep. somebody paid to have the guy from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I saw that. And I I actually think that's kind of cool. And apparently, and soccer apparently has guys who were doing the special effects, so <laughs> the audio effects. So if somebody does a goal, you've got, ooh, you got the crowd sound and the announcers going go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I depending on how they do it, I could see it being cool. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's not going to be the same, but and that's my point. I think I think it's, it's going to be a new normal. I think it's going to be harder <clears throat> for the players more than anything. Like wrestling without the crowd as a viewer is incredibly dull, and I I don't know why, honestly. But I've watched, uh, I've watched like a couple of uh, bits and pieces of games. I have a hard time watching now because it's more political, and I and when I do watch sports as a non-sports fan. I don't watch it for the politics. I watch it as an escape. And the few times I've watched, you know, like a a, a couple innings of a baseball game, it's been fine because I'm just more in it just for the relaxation and watching versus a fan environment. Right. And I I don't think baseball is as fan driven as basketball is. uh, Football is, to be honest. I mean, I I, I like watching baseball. Um, So the, the question, I guess, when you're watching football on TV, how much does the fan noise come across? And the other question is, how much does it affect the players? Because I think it's more in how the players play than it is how you as a fan. I mean, I don't is, think watching it on television 
matters. It is weird, though. I have to admit, it's kind of disconcerting not seeing the fans, though. It I, is. So do you think that's going to play in it? No, I don't think so. I mean, th- as far as fans go, I don't think um, uh, at t- watching at, t- at home on TV, I'm not sure how much that's going to change, but the game itself, the dynamics of the game itself is going to change because you're going to – the players are not going to be reacting as much because let's face it, a lot of the, you know, you get a touchdown, they dance in the end zone, and they're doing that for the crowds. There's no crowds. So who are you going to do it to? So I, I just thought of something. So you take Jerry Rice. You know, he gets he gets the ball, and they're on, you know, on the receiving end, and they're on, like, the ten, their 10-yard their ten line, and they're just really going to run it to the other end zone. How much is that crowd, just that, that buzz and energy from the crowd carrying them over versus – him just just running the ball to the other end zone. I I, I think that's going to affect well, the game because you know they get power. You know when they hear the crowd going go go because you know that's sure, got to give them something sure. extra. You would think it'd have to energize them. Of course, you know when you when you're a profession, you know whatever sport it may be, yeah, uh, your coach is going to assume that you're going to perform at your peak if there's people there or not. But there's got to be something extra. Like I've heard. And I only know this from wrestlers, so because I've heard a lot of wrestling interviews. Like even wrestlers will say, "There's a certain charge you get from the audience." I said it's really hard to explain, but if you've ever been in like the top ten percent of wrestlers, that crowd really like you don't feel anything. I think you're exactly right. Now, I, I let's look at I, I know from musicians playing at concerts. If you have people that are into your music and they're clapping with it and they're going along with it and singing along, that energizes the musicians as well, and it's all, you know, all part of it. And so you take that out of it as well, it becomes drier, I think. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm, uh, one of the local radio stations, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, putting out that you can go to the drive-in now mm-hmm. and watch the newest Metallica concert. Mm. At the drive-in, okay. they're allowing six people to a car, which seems a little... <gasps> with the COVID regulations, I'm wondering how that works out. But whatever, they're saying six people to a car. Um, two but the to trunk. me... But, the it's my day. One on the hood, <laughs> yeah, one on the hood, one on the, the trunk. trunk. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's still... It's like... <clears throat> I, I would have no desire to go do that. Yeah. Because the band's not live. You're not participating with the band as they're playing. So that takes all the fun out of it for me. But I'm thinking, like, I didn't look up to see where the concert was recorded or anything, but I'm thinking, like, I must have sucked for Metallica as well. Because, like you're saying, they feed off the crowd. Like, if you, like, I don't like. Was it a live concert? Yeah, it's a live recording of Metallica's most recent concert. So, like, during the COVID lockdown. uh, Yeah, it was sometime in between the COVID lockdown. Hmm. So, um, but. You know, like for me, like I don't even like listening to live recorded music mm-hmm. because the artist will start playing with the crowd. Mm-hmm. They'll ask the crowd to join mm-hmm. in and things like that. And that takes me out of it. I would prefer a studio there. version yeah, I'm with to you. listen to yeah. over a live, you know, concert recorded version. And the other thing is, like, I've noticed that a lot of musicians will do different things versus the studio versus the concert because as you said they're participating with the crowd so yeah i, I could totally see concerts 
yeah, I being mean, a more no, difficult thing to be doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, if there's no crowd there, why would Mick Jagger want to run up, dance up and down and the I stage all day long? And I wonder how many musicians long. are going to come out of this and be really stressed financially because <laughs> I mean that's a lot of when you a have lot of oh, yeah. bands uh, concerts musicians any of those stuff that's where they usually make a lot of their money is on the road not versus, as not as much as they used to because oh, now, sure. nowadays the if if they have a record label the record label now gets a, a cut of everything they didn't used to the the, the swag the 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 they still make the bulk of their monies. Why do you think they tour 360 <clears throat> days a year? You know, they, they don't make as much because, well, bef- you know, like, and it also depends on the, the big band. names do. Well, the yes. little guys don't. Like, I so. guarantee, Corn, oh, Metallica, yeah. uh, Rolling Stones. I think their 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 cheapest ticket. I still think is a hundred bucks. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think I did a. I looked at Guns N' Roses tickets, and I think their cheapest one last time I looked was like seventy five bucks a pop. That's not bad. I'm I'm actually hoping so that wasn't too bad, but that wasn't floor seats either. Yeah. I'm I'm actually hoping that when this is over, um, I miss a chance to see Kiss in concert for the last time at the Golden One, and I'm hoping that they come back because that was a concert I'd I'd love to see. Because Kiss in concert, not recently. Um, Kiss in concert, they're one of the best bands to see live. And they were there. Not bef- argue with the best band statement, but they're but a good not, band to see live. You missed my my best band because they're not. That's the entertainment factor. They've got a lot of stuff going for them. It's like who who like it's the only reason people would actually go out of their way to listen to Motley Crue. They're not. Uh, Tommy Lee. He's the, outside. Tommy Lee's the, the exact is the best thing about that band. You go see there because of their theatrics. They're a very theatrical band. That's you know. Well, because there's a difference between if you're going to see Jethro Tull, who'd be an amazing band to see live even now, versus Kiss, is it's it's the performance versus the music. Because I've never heard I've I've never heard anybody say that Kiss is the most amazing playing band. I've never heard anybody make that claim. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you don't get it. Do you have a cricket sound? <laughs> no, I think they're, yeah. I'm, I, I know he does. He's used to it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. See, some people get it. <laughs> well, I mean, some, some can bands. people. People some, in a can. You know, some yeah. bands you want to see live because it's the show. Some bands you want to see live because of the music. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a you few know, bands you know I wouldn't mind bands? seeing for the music, but I really, I never, never went to a band for a show. I think that's why you some people go to Kiss concerts and other things is because I mean I've gone to bands for the mosh pits. Yeah, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's you. When I yeah, <laughs> that's you. When uh, I'll tell you what bands I wanted to see. The bands I wanted to see that were able to play live as well as they were able to do their studio recordings. And I could only that's think rare. of a handful of bands that could actually pull that off. I'm trying to think. And those of are all old, old school thinking, bands. Well, they can do that. Floyd. Well, they can do that. Floyd, Floyd was, um, was close. Zeppelin. Close. They yeah. can. They can do that there now, but it's all obscure, because of digital processing. Obscure bands like um, Gentle Giant. Okay. Some of their stuff was just unbelievable, and you can't believe they could do that. And you you hear their studio recording, and you go see the concert, and it sounds just like it. And it goes, my God, these guys could actually do that. And and that's what what is really amazing to me is is when you have a thing like 
Well, I mean, I was going to say, I want to, we should preference that because nowadays they can do it just by the sheer amount of digital processing well, behind that's it true. versus that's like true. the old school bands or like the bands that, that like the Jack White and the White Stripes, you know, you got bands who, who love doing it the old school way versus, you know, what they right. do now. Um, cause well, I saw, I, I saw Tool once in a co- couple of times in concert and they're, it was for the Lateralis tour, and they sounded exact the same. I don't know if that was because of processing or musician ability. Probably a mix. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because they're mean, a fun band to see live. Nowadays, it's it's different, so I do understand that. I. <sighs> Actually, I, there was one band <coughs> that uh, there's a band called a Pop Tigma Berserk, and they're kind of like a techno band. And when you actually saw my saw them in concert in San Francisco one year, and they did like heavy metal version of all their co- all their songs, that was kind of amazing. I was not expecting metal. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, <laughs> we got quiet. Well, yeah, it's been a long day. Hey, what can I say? You know. Uh, I mean, when you're expecting one thing and you get another, it's it's really weird when you expect the band to be can you know synths and kind of what a pop does, and then you just get a completely different version of their album, which is uh, I, I thought it was I, yeah. cool, but it was it was not what I was expecting. It, it kind of took me out of so Death Valley hurt a, hit 130 <laughs> degrees, thought to be the highest temperature on Earth in nearly a century. Thought to be or to is? Be. Well, so uh, definitely may have recorded Earth's highest temperature in 90 years. Data shows it also be amongst the top three highest temperatures ever measured in Death Valley. Oh, shit. So at least that's, in the last 90 years. Crank- to be recording. That's Yeah, pretty, no, I mean, you know. definitely glad I don't live there. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine... <laughs> I mean, 130 degrees. How would you, I mean... Those borax mules must be hating life. I'm just thinking, like, you would just die. So... <laughs> Even with AC, your AC would die and you would die. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what do they say? Most AC only cools you down 20 degrees. Yeah. So, uh, Death Valley holds a record for the highest temperature ever recorded on the planet, 134 degrees in 1913, according to the Guinness World Record. So... They, they one time it hit four degrees warmer. Jesus, so, yeah. Hey, yo yo yo, ladies and gentlemen, we have a last minute entry into the show. Want to present to you Ryan Preston? Who, no, Ryan. Who the fuck is this, Preston? So he 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 won't get to talk a whole lot because we're about to end the show in about twenty minutes ish. But hey, you know, welcome to the show. So Death Valley right, reaches 130 degrees. Aren't you glad you don't oh work there? Oh my god, it's so fucking miserable down Could you here, imagine man. picking Here's up a three. body in Death Valley right now? Well, he so, does uh, live in a fucking desert. That, apparently, Woodland Hills hit 112. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, that, and that's, you're what? That's 20 minutes away minutes for me. 20, yeah. 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. God. And it was uh, a record of 92 degrees at my alma mater, UCLA. Surprise, PG yeah, didn't give us a fuck us today. Miserable out here today. Oof. I wonder what poor people. Luckily, I work in uh, uh, one of the industries with a fucking walk-in cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, huh? No, I used to work at a restaurant, uh, <clears throat> and we had three walk-in coolers, 
And every time summer came around, they would be looking for me and I'd be in their fridge doing prep work. And then one yep. day, yeah, one right. day, the Why chef actually, do your prep in there? One, of the, one day a chef actually grabbed one of the six foot steel tables that had wheels, wheeled it yep. into the fridge <laughs> and was in there with him and a couple other prep cooks in there. <laughs> we came in, the restaurant was dead quiet. We're like looking around, I'm like. Where the hell is everybody? And I go to put something away in the fridge. I'm like, hey, you steal my idea. He's yeah. like, it's a damn good idea. Damn good like, idea. Right? Hey, for one, your lettuce won't wilt that fast when you're in the fridge. You know, you you, you keep everything pretty much fresh. And, yeah, and there you yeah. go. Yeah. So let me ask you something, Brian. Does uh, Southern California have this rolling blackout BS that we're dealing with here in, in Northern California? Yeah. To a lesser extent, they, they can shut down... Um, giant swaths of LA County and you would never know about it if you're just not one of those people that week, you know, um, yeah. cause there's so many different little, little substations and little sub districts right. and things right. like that, that, you know, you have 200, 300 to choose from. So it's a, a real low chance that you're in a, one of those groups, uh, that gets hit with a, with a rolling blackout, but it does happen mm. on occasion. Mm. So we have a, yeah, we had on Monday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Friday, yeah. Friday. I think Friday, it was Friday. Was, we had uh, ours. We yeah, we were the first <clears throat> first county in Colorado, uh, first county in Northern California, yeah. probably all of California, to, to get hit with the rolling blackout. Yep. Yeah, I was pissed. That was that was. I just got home from work with those with those shutdowns of the power last year during the fires, right? Yes, right. And that's what they were and saying you guys are this just time. Like the redheaded stepchild fucking county up there. Yeah, that's because we sued PG and E. No, it's because yeah. we're, we're we're rural, and you know, generally the Democrats don't like rural people because we're more conservative on stereotypically. Oh, and there's propaganda. I, mean, I, I know you're being flippant, but realistically, <laughs> Not, it's because you're affecting a lot of people. Well, propaganda. Realistically, we had the last governor basically state that. So that that's that's be honest. Well, in in if you go back to history and you look why we recalled Gray Davis, one of the big reasons behind recalling Gray Davis was because of these threatened blackouts and he as governor did nothing about it and uh, the people weren't going to stand for it. Well, nobody seems to give a damn this time and Newsom stood up there today and said, geez, sorry about that. You need to cut back. So did did you hear that Elon Musk's SN5 did its first takeoff without exploding? <clears throat> oh yeah, it did. It did its first 100 was a 150 meter hop or 150 mile hop. It uh it's that stainless steel Yeah, space, it, it, it it looks Which one's the SN5? It's his his latest rocket. Right now it looks like a, a silo that takes off. It it, it had one engine okay, in it. Okay, is this going to be for for the big the big stuff this, they're trying to get to the moon with? I think yes. that's what this is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cuz this is the one it is supposed to have multiple engines. This is its first engine hop. It did uh 2100 uh FTMS is that feet per meter se- a second. Um cuz all the other ones they've been having pressure issues, they exploded. Um this is the first one that's actually taken off. Um and it says he's taking it to Mars. I think that's the moon. The, Mars. I, well, that's his that's goal. That's his goal. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Mars has been. Yeah, but goal. there's a lot of stuff in between here and Mars. Yeah. this is you really gotta, you got to do. There's stuff in between here and Mars. Can you imagine. Well, actually, realistically, there's nothing between here and Mars. But <laughs> well, there's people that believe it's called the ether. But raspberries. That's been changed recently. According to people, space smells like raspberries. Um, I thought it was barbecue. So the, the so they they did a uh, camera and when it was landing. <laughs> 
And it was pretty neat. There's these little feet that just kind of pop out. Like I've never, I, I don't remember that view from his, uh, his heavy rockets, but there's little feet that pop down and just <clears> that one engine. It's, it's pretty well, amazing to watch something that size. I, I I they're not going to park the engine on the ground. Yeah, see, it's parked on the ground. The engine's parked on the ground. Um. Yeah, I've got a, <laughs> a buddy of mine recently started working for, for SpaceX uh, uh, doing Janitor? security at, at uh, one of the places. And, Can he taste uh, people? I, I keep telling him, like, hey, man, once you once you get, like, a footing in there, I need you to invite me to one of these launches. So I'm, I'm holding out hope, man. And, uh, That'd be cool, huh? Apparently yeah. there's going to be a SpaceX resort. I saw something on one of the news sites that they're, they're doing some sort of resort. Now, what I don't remember in the article, and I don't remember it stating if it was for the SpaceX people or for SpaceX, you know, people can be around SpaceX. The, the article didn't state that, but they're making, making some sort of Sounds SpaceX. Sounds like a pretty resort. crappy-ass Is article. Is SpaceX making Southern California launches? I thought they were only in... I thought they were only in Florida. No, oh. they're, they're they're mostly Southern California. They're based out of Hawthorne, uh, right there near like the um, well, like anybody knows it around here, but um, like Boeing stuff out there, uh, and obviously they're right here near KPL and and, and stuff like that in Pasadena. But uh, out near Hawthorne, near the coast, uh, near LAX, um, they're right next to what the hell is that? The the the, the Kilroy, not Kilroy. Um, oh yeah. Yet. I don't remember the name of it. In any case, it's, yeah, it's, it's all of those things out there in, in Hawthorne. Oh, you've got a giant compound. SpaceX is hiring people to help build a resort at uh, Boca. So that's Florida, Boca, Boca Raton, Raton, Florida. Uh, Boca Chica you know, launch look, facility. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you capitalize on it? So you know, as far as the the popularity, I mean, Disneyland shut down. That that that. Um, well, I'm obviously this is going to be some years down well, the road. The <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let, let me. Uh, the the problem is it was just like when I wanted to go no, watch one of the uh, their Texas facility. SpaceX, SpaceX is hiring a resort development manager to develop Boca Chica Village in Texas into a 21st century spaceport and the company's first resort. This is more information than I got uh, the last time okay. I looked at it. So that's the Texas. Man, facility. if you can, as a citizen, buy like a ticket to this resort, not a ticket to you know like like go stay at this resort, and part of that experience is oh you can be here during a launch. Gives you a decent view, you know, maybe across a, you know, a body of water or something like that. So it's um, gonna be like Jurassic be Park. Well worth a trip. I, yeah, right. I would rather, <laughs> I would rather go to this than you know get a chance getting eaten by a velociraptor. Well, you know, the biggest problem is is that, yes, you know, these, these flights do have a tendency of being canceled. <laughs> so you know, let's say you book your, <laughs> book your whole one week vacation, you know, and. Yeah. Oh, we're going to watch it, and it's yeah, it's been canceled for the next. But you can, you can imagine well, a 2001 they, they Space Odyssey resort to cancel it for a day and then redo it the next day. You know, weather permitting kind of stuff. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it, obviously there, there, there's that as well. But many times, because of the fueling and refueling in in past history, it, it's such so difficult on the vehicle itself that it it takes weeks for everything to get back to the right. The right range for safety and and other things on these launches. So, in you know, I don't know with SpaceX, they they seem to be so successful with everything that you probably have a better luck at it than what we did with NASA. Because I never could time the uh, shuttle takes off take off. Right, we were in well, Florida you know. for two weeks trying to trying to catch it, and we never could. How long was there? How long was the delay on their most recent one? What three four days? Oh, I thought it was a week. Was it a week? I thought Ryan? it was a week. Do you remember? 
With the rain? The most recent SpaceX? SpaceX. It was launch. typical Florida yeah. situation where, yeah, they had lightning. It wasn't very yeah. long, though, in no, consideration no. of a launch. They, so they as, quick. as of 2020, SpaceX operates four launch facilities, Cape Canaveral, Space Launch Complex, Vandenberg Air Force Base, Kennedy Space Center, and South and the South Texas Launch okay, Site. Okay, so Vandenberg is where, so Air Force Base is where, where they are in Southern California. Then. Right. Yeah, that's the one that I saw. I, I was actually the the first one that I think they launched from Vandenberg. Um, I happened to be given a uh, uh, a coworker a ride home, and this dude, uh, we were literally talking about because my my boss, uh, who shall remain unnamed, uh, especially what you've said about is, him on this show. No, 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 different guy. Actually. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Is, yeah, now it's a different guy. Uh, was was. You know, would like on occasion bring up like like oh yeah, I've had alien experiences. And you're just like what? Excuse me. <laughs> like like, like Cartman? go into that story and like uh like oh no this this alien experience and and you know they visited me and you're just like okay. But uh, like in any case, acid. we were talking about it that day, and you know he was getting my opinion because I'm I'm ever the skeptic, right? <laughs> uh, and. We're literally talking about it that day, and on the way home, he's like, uh, um, hey, so uh, you think that aliens thing is bullshit, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, then what the fuck is that? And he points <laughs> up in the sky. <laughs> and here's this, you know, real, obviously real far away, this like, how do you describe it? Like a like a red stick, okay, <laughs> that, that from my perspective was about maybe three inches long, just streaking across the sky. <laughs> Obviously, from that distance, you can't see the rocket itself, but you're seeing the the, the uh, propulsion uh, coming out of the back of it, and it's it is red, not like an orange like fire, but like red, like like red red. And I'm like, I literally stopped the car. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know. Like, are you expecting me to have some smart answer for? It? Like, like, oh, oh, so you're a smart guy? What the fuck is that? I'm like, dude, I have no idea. And we're watching it for like a good 30 seconds. And I'm like, dude, that has to be a rocket. That has to be a rocket. So I start Googling and sure enough, whatever, five minutes earlier, they had launched a rocket. And then we start really paying attention. And you can see the stage separations. And even from a couple hundred miles away, or actually it's not even that far, probably more like. So it was a UAP for a moment. <laughs> I yeah. mean, dude, yeah, for sure. I, I'm <laughs> For a good couple of minutes, I had no answer for what I was looking at, and it was a fantastic experience. All of a sudden, he's he's Mulder looking for aliens. Yeah, no, he's going, hey, this is great. Oh, oh, they are out Everything's going to change. There is alien life out there. Take me to your leader. Well, and you know what? What I keep, what I keep trying I to tell him is just because There's I don't know or just because you don't know doesn't mean that nobody knows. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's, it's the argument from ignorance. Like, oh, because I don't know, that means nobody else. Like, like no, somebody out there could know, yeah. you know, and just, just because I can't come up with a reason doesn't mean there is none. Well, it's like, you know, I I really do enjoy a lot of quotes from Men in Black, and there's the one where, you know, Tommy Lee's telling Will Smith, you knew this a few minutes ago. Now you know this. What are you going to know in a few minutes? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's unexplainable at the time. Doesn't mean it's not going to be explained at some point. I think it'd be great if there really right. was that men in black thing going on. Well, yeah, <laughs> it'd be yeah. way. But cool. imagine, <laughs> imagine what we wouldn't know if we just stopped the answer. It oh, must be supernatural. 
Well, yeah. the Earth is flat. No need to look any further into that. Yeah, Ryan, 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 the Earth is flat. Yeah. I've actually. Back to I've, that again. The funniest thing about that is I've I've actually read recently that that even back when that was allegedly true, not a lot of people believed the fact the Earth was was flat. No, John, if you go too far, you're going to fall at the end of the Earth. Well, Copernicus, yeah. for Christ's sake, I was the was the guy. I mean, that was. So long ago. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because you always hear, oh, they used to believe the earth was flat. And you, you hear like. I brought that up because that was the beginning of the quote. Right. I just yeah. forgot that part. But, you know, 100 <laughs> years right. ago, people knew the earth was flat is where he starts off. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. And Elvis just right. went home. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was interesting, the, the, the fact that they, you know, it, it wasn't a, a common belief that the earth was flat. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, no, I mean, it was. It was so open to interpretation. I mean, imagine how much stuff was was created just by, you know, somebody looking at the elder of a particular tribe saying, hey, we don't understand why this thing just happened. You are the elder. You have the answers. And the guy just had to come up with something. And I guarantee most of the time was a sarcastic answer. And but oh, I mean, uh, and then people were like, "Oh, okay." Fucking eyes. Uh, um, But on the other hand, within the last five years, I had a pretty major argument with a person that the Coriolis effect on bullets is a real thing. Like, oh no, no, it's not. It's like, yes, snipers actually have to have to. uh, What did they believe that it just continues straight? Yeah, that that like a laser that wasn't a thing. (laughs) I actually, I actually had to explain to them. that's yes. Hollywood. Hollywood caused all the misconceptions. But, and and I actually, but I mean, Shooter kind of goes into that. The movie Shooter goes into the Coriolis effect and how that works and the bullet drop. One of the very few things. movies that actually got that part right. But I actually had to explain okay. them the fact that, you know, that long I mean, distance shooting, isn't you have real? to do that. You can't curve a bullet? Yeah. By flinging a you gun? <laughs> Damn, did I want that to be real, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, my worry was how many people went out there and tried that. You know, I that's just, why MythBusters did it. Jeez, yes. Well, yeah. Luckily, MythBusters did it for us. But what I was actually looking into miss was, um, yeah, I was looking into what's called the Magnus effect, which is like if you've ever seen somebody curve a soccer ball into a net. Yeah, that's what that is. It, it's creating the high pressure, low pressure um, yeah. via the spinning of the of the ball. And I was thinking, okay, maybe you can design a particular type of projectile that, that reacts on a third barrel. Spin. On a six-inch barrel, Ryan, you are not oh, going to no, be I... able to flip a gun to cause enough spin on a pointed projectile to make it curve. So well, Ryan's is, point is, is with, a, with was, a shoe. This is why I was could do with, a, with a musket ball. And a long barrel. Obviously, you want to really ramp up that spin. <laughs> and I'm talking. I was thinking this might be possible over like a couple few thousand yards, kind of kind of deal. But no, it's just not. But, by the way, if you can swing, if you can just swing an old school black powder rifle, that you you uh, you got some pretty strong forearms. <laughs> Dude, you knock yourself out. So, so for, well, I'm not talking about the the swings of barrel. I'm talking about create the spin via of uh, the rifle. Oh, so, uh. so that's why they they have the Meunier ball. Actually, um, so the Magnus effect is an observable phenomenon that is commonly associated with a spinning object moving through the air or f- another fluid. The, the 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 deflection can be explained by the difference in pressure of the fluid on an opposite side of the spinning object. So it'd have to be not a hard lead projectile then 
I think velocity probably gets involved with this. I think there's a certain <laughs> velocity has velocity. a lot to do with it. Not yeah. to mention there's so many other variables yeah. when it comes to external ballistics that you would never be able to do it consistently, even if you got I'm like one to two deviations. I bet you could do it with it's a, not happening. I bet you could do it with a cannonball <laughs> if you could figure out the mechanism to actually cause it. I bet you could do it with a bigger object. Yeah, well, I'm thinking. I don't know because now you got weight. That's going to get involved with it as well, and I'm thinking have... depends on like the the type of material you use. Like, I don't think it could be like a an iron or lead, but maybe a a, a, a styrofoam ball, a little foam uh, ball, or titanium. Maybe. I, don't I don't know. I, I don't titanium's know. pretty yeah, light. Problem, yeah. The problem with anything heavy like that is that you're dealing with the the loss of of that pressure when you get to like the Appalachians, the the, the the top of the dark it's going to change like it's not going to be affected in the same way as it was out of the barrel you know i yeah okay as, as far as <laughs> physics go with a bullet though i mean it it's just not going to do it no it just wouldn't happen Trust i mean me, I maybe if somebody thing, i looked into it for a while if somebody's on like a hundred yards away from the line of fire of your projectile bullet with a super magnet that's following it. Super magnet. You might be able to get it to curve to the magnet, but I, I lead guarantee is non, it's not going to work. Lead is non ferrous. That's true. But you, I mean, that's the I'll only thing I really can come surprising. up with is some type of other force to draw the bullet over. It's just yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> but just, even then, you're moving. You'd have to, like you said, be having that that magnet travel with the bullet, yeah, so to speak, yeah. because you yeah. couldn't have it pass by a particular magnet. Or no, it would have to stay with. Well, you know, now you're getting into the maglift effect that you know that, they're doing <laughs> that you're creating your own, and so, it's not really yeah, it's, in nature. Oh, a whole different thing. Oh goodness. Okay. Oh man, I mean, if wanted was real that would have been cool but gun fu is not real i'm sorry people gun fu is not existent that being said that movie was so much fucking better than i thought it was gonna be it was cool it was cool i was enjoying that flick yeah it was fun if you want to make a bullet curve you're gonna need one of those world war ii curved barrels that you can only get a couple of shots out of yeah right right but still the bullets flying on a direct line from the end of the barrel technically it curves bullet will will follow Not a, a set of pipes. Like, there's a... Have you, are you guys familiar with a Demolition Ranch YouTube yes. channel? Yeah. Um, he yeah. recently did a thing where he was shooting into, like, like a, a pipe and curved in all kinds of different ways and, you know, set up a balloon at the end. And first it was, like, this nice, gentle sort of 45-degree angle. And then he went to, like, 90-degree angles. And then he went to S curve and hard ninety degree, ninety degree, ninety. Degree. I mean, these these bullets, contrary to what you think they would do, will follow the path that they're that's in front of them. Was he using jacketed? Was he using jacketed rounds? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe you know. Uh, well, it depends. I think he fired a couple of different rounds. I can't remember what he was using. Because I'm not worried gun. about the effect on the bullet. I'm thinking the effect's going to be on the stress on the barrels. That's I what I was thinking. On the a, curves, it the, would be yeah. rubbing. and So you're going to create heat well, that's and distortion. Well, set up particular pipes not attached to his gun. Yeah. Okay. So you're shooting you into the pipe. And the pipes are curved. Right. And the bullet. Oh, okay. I can see that. And a, a, now, what I'm thinking, how, how interesting would it be, you know, like you have a particular place to defend. You set up a bunch of fucking pipes, you know, like those <laughs> all around the corners. People have, 
Yeah. All around the corner. Yeah. All you got to do is someone's coming around number one. Pump a fucking round into number one. There you go. I'm, well, my assumption would be just if depending on the round and if it's jacketed and how fast it is, and the type of gonna material go we're going to go through the barrel. We're going to go shotguns. We're going to go Jesus. number four buck. We're going to make multiple round balls go around these things. There you go. There you, you know? go. That's the move. Yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to work. No, why, yeah, why, exactly. Why do that when you can just be like John Rambo in the last movie that you yourself are taking on this giant herd of mafia hitmen? Cartel. Heard. Same difference. Heard. I like that. A giant herd. You know, that movie was actually boring up until the last ten minutes. I, I loved him throwing the guy <laughs> I love him throwing the guy's head out the window though. That yeah. was But I mean yeah. it was a pretty damn boring movie. Um honestly. Mm-hmm. Talking about the the last Rambo? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it was just like, hey Rambo fans, remember these things? I and, remember with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. for the California Pride, Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man Stevens, Ryan, who the hell is this, Preston, and Rob the Old Guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.